And Alex? You feel bad. Oh my god, V. Let me tell you something. I have so much energy right now. <laughs> I'm bursting with energy. We just delete another version. No, that's not true. <laughs> I've never deleted anything. I stand by everything I say and do. And I'm full of energy. Good. Yeah, because of Korean chicken. Oh, yeah, we yeah. had Korean chicken today. Oh, I found out that that Korean restaurant, yeah. they have 53 branches across the world. Okay, we're not eating there again. Why? They don't need our money. They got all these branches. <laughs> but it's really good. It's so hard to order from them. That is pretty good. It is really good. Okay, thank you for the dinner anyway you paid. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for the flowers that you... Bought for me yesterday, I posted a photo on Facebook. Yeah, people love it. You're so cheesy. Yeah, well, I love cheese. It makes me fart a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's better than the last version, but don't ask me to delete this one, okay? I'm not going to ask you. Okay. And we're also not going to talk about food anymore because I talk about food too much. <laughs> yes. My friend... But Megan... I could do a whole episode on <laughs> Korean fried chicken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be your episode. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I bet. What if there's a research article on chicken? Of course. Nice. But hey, V. Yes? I heard that you have an article for me today. Yeah, I have many. Oh, my I... gasarangy teacher. Let's hear it. Is it about train hopping? No, oh. not about train okay. hopping. Well, I'm still excited. That one is so much about psychology. So let's save it for the best. So today we talk about relationship. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why Why do you always pick? Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just more energy for me to read, you know? Okay. Okay. So the name, the name of the article is, I'm not the same person seen I met you. I'm so, oh, man. Okay. Scary. But yep. What do you think about that title? It could be very good. <laughs> it could be very bad. <laughs> we'll see. So the idea was... You bought me flower the other day, mm -hmm. and then I thought, oh, maybe romantic characteristic is really important in relationship. Mm -hmm. But will Alex keep doing this? <laughs> so I that's, tried. That's healthy thing to think about. <laughs> so I I found article about romantic in relationship, and I find this one. Okay. And it's totally you printed irrelevant. it off. Yeah. Man, I can't remember the last time I printed something. Do you hear the last adjective I said? You said. Fantastic. See? <laughs> I says it's totally irrelevant mm -hmm. to what I want to know. Okay. But I found it's interesting because it's mentioned about the dualistic model of passion. Oh. The dualistic model of passion. Like Fifty Shades of Grey. What about that? Sometimes he nice, sometimes he got handcuffs, you know. Yeah, that's not dualistic, that's 50-istic. <laughs> Past... I found that there's so many research articles talking about the dualistic model of passion in different fields. Like they talk about that in career, mm -hmm. they talk about that in romantic relationship, mm -hmm. and they also talk about that in um, other type of relationship, like friendship, family relationship. So it's it's kind of like I don't think I have dualistic passion with my friends. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's. <laughs> Ah, uh, damn it, I forgot what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, what's, uh. It's a model because somebody on this side and somebody on the other side and it's opposite. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> it's a very complicated research, so let me breathe and try to <laughs> explain everything to you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing's going well. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What? You can't let. Okay. Oh, I did all the drugs today. Everybody knows I'm sober. <laughs> <sighs> okay, the dualistic mode of passion again. So what it is is explain that when you have a passion, there's two kind of passion. They call harmonious passion and mm -hmm. obsessive passion. With harmonious passion in relationship, when you love someone, you include, you involve the relationship uh, together with your personal life like your hobbies your friendship your family okay yeah so it's kind of like uh inclusive okay let's do the other one the obsessive passion is more like you focus on your partners only oh. you feel insecure and you want to control it yeah which leads to the disengagement possibility of other relationship with friends with family your hobbies mm, yeah okay yeah good so the theory of this article, that dualistic model of passion in romantic relationship will predict the relationship result and will impact the self-growth of someone. Yeah, this is common sense. Common sense? Yeah. Okay, look, there's a long research method, research discussion, yeah. so I will jump into the conclusion. Yeah. Let me choose the conclusion for you. And for you listeners, that's the actual sound of... 300 pages of article <laughs> being flipped. Okay, conclusion. There's so many highlights on there. Yeah, I know. It's long. It's Did really you just long. do this today? Yeah, I just do it. No, not, not just today. Many days, but not consecutive. Connect. Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Consecutively. Consecutively. Nailed it. The first conclusion is true. <laughs> <laughs> The model predict the relationship consequence. Those have the obsessive uh, passion in relationship, in romantic relationship. Yeah. It's easier for them to lead to the, the bad outcomes in their romantic relationship and also the mm -hmm. relationship with their Harmony. family and their... Okay. And they call the support system. Okay. Yeah, they believe that when you love someone, you get a lot of advantages from that person for your self-growth. So uh, mention about the self-growth. The second conclusion said that both kind of passion result self-growth of someone. Okay. But the one that have the harmonious passion, mm -hmm. they grow together with their support system. While the other, they grow with the loneliness because they just have the passion, uh, their partner. But in the what is it, what's the other one called? The non-harmonious one. The obsessive. Oops. But in the obsessive one, they're not both obsessive, right? Necessarily, just one person. Just one person. So from the one side. What if they're both obsessive? Yeah, this is the limitation of the research. Good question, because that also my feeling about this. Right. I see myself different with different partner. Yeah. I think I had obsessive passion with my ex-boyfriend. I want to control the relationship. I cut my family and my friend and just focus for him. Does it 
Does the research indicate any gender bias in terms of... Yes, that is also one of the limitations. So in this research article, there's yeah. a lot of participants for women. Right. But the dualistic model, the research about it, proved that it's not different the in gender. Man and woman? Yeah, but in this specific article, they say that there must be more research that balance the number of the participants. Sure. So I think when I'm with you... I don't have a feeling that I have that kind of obsessive passion. It's more harmonious passion because I still maintain my relationship with friends, my family, right. even better, I think. And also you maintain your relationship with your friends. Yeah. I even have my new friends, your new friends. Right. Your friends become my friends. Mm -hmm. So we're really inclusive. Yeah, so yeah. I think they should consider the variables of the partner, like how the partner impact. Like if you are a obsessive one, maybe you will impact me. I don't know. That's my idea. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I was thinking was that's a lot of pages to come to that conclusion. But mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know all the research that was involved. I, I think anyone that uh, is observant would see this pattern in in people around them. There's definitely uh relationships where you can see that the couple they have their own friends they have friends that they share mm -hmm. and then they have their own hobbies too that they don't share mm -hmm. uh, and that's that harmonious relationship and that's mm -hmm. generally something we all want mm -hmm. and then i think there's two categories of the obsessive one because there's definitely the category where one person is obsessive so one person they make their partner their whole life mm -hmm. To be fair, it's not always because they want to exclude existing relationships. They might not have existing relationships. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people move to be with their partner. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are just not very social and they might date someone that is social and then they mm -hmm. feel like their partner is their whole world, but their partner has a world outside of them and that that's difficult. And then there's that case where they're, where a couple is codependent and they both obsess over each other and then they don't have anyone else inside the relationship mm -hmm. so i think those are separate situations mm -hmm. but the fact is when the relationship get challenging yeah it's good if you can solve the problem with your partner but sometimes you need the support system to advise you to help you maybe get out of that relationship because it's toxic yeah for sure yeah if you so obsessive about someone yeah. and you cut all your relationship and you believe that that person is the one who good for you is the one that understand you the most what if mm, yeah, domestic know. violence happen you will like you will have no system to tell you that that is bad you yep. need to get out of it because you already in there and you believe that you need to stay in there even is violent yeah. Yeah, that's a common one. One thing that abusers do is that they remove your support system. Yeah, they, you know, yeah. so then you you have no one to turn to, and you feel like that person, maybe household and that relationship is all you have. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to escape to. That's kind of depressing mm -hmm. road to go down conversationally, but that is true. And also, one more argument from me: I believe that when you are in a relationship. And you don't want to tell your friends or your family about that relationship proudly. Yeah. That's the bad side. I agree. Something happening in there. Well, we know, though, that it, it's not always easy to talk to your parents about your relationship, too. Yeah, but at least friends. 
Yep. I, I hope if so. It's definitely hide... a bad sign when you hide your relationship away from your friends or, or you can't share it with your friends. I think, for example, my friends, most of them really wish that I feel happy and I want to share my happiness yeah. with them. And when I feel sad, I believe that I can reach out to them so that they can tell me that, oh, you should stay in there because maybe it's just a small conflict or, oh, it's the bad side. He's may have some violence personality. You need to right. have some awareness about that. And the research also mentioned that this kind of problem need to be uh, need to be understood by the relationship counselors. Sure. Yeah, so that they can give advice to the part uh, to the couple. Like they need to have some, um, you know, double date with their friends. Yeah. Uh, go to the barbecue where yeah. the families members see each other. Yeah. And celebrate different holidays with others. But you know, in, in a less dramatic way, I think when I was listening to the beginning of the article, I was thinking nervously about it because it's it's been a hard journey for me to learn to live in a harmonious relationship mm -hmm. of course because it was hard for me too yeah mm. well it's just and i think we're there now but i don't think i've always been like that it's really hard for me to surrender the world that was previously only mine yep my you know my friends and my time were only belonged to me and I didn't want to share that at all, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. And now I understand the value in that. Mm -hmm. But the the thing is, you still have to keep. I think the article is saying that too. You still keep things for yourself because if you if you share everything, then it's an obsessive relationship. It will be obsessive relationship with friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like also not balanced. If if every time we want to do something with friends, we mm -hmm. are always a couple together. Mm -hmm. Like maybe some people are okay with that, but I think that's unhealthy too. Mm -hmm. Like I agree. You lose your personality. Yeah. You know, we already spend, I mean, we already naturally in a couple your personalities start to merge and do mm. do your own thing. That's the meaning of the title, right? What is the the title? I'm not myself anymore or something like that. Yeah. Which I'm not is, the same since I met you. Yeah, which is true, necessarily. But also, there's some tension there, like what what amount mm -hmm. uh, you should spend together, what amount you should separate. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting topic. And as a young man, I definitely... Yeah? In the past, as a young man, I definitely okay. didn't know where that line was at all. Yeah. I've done both. I've been an obsessive, for sure. For yeah. sure, but I was never the only obsessive one. I've done, you know, where we're both obsessive, but that's being 16, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think that we also can consider the timeline. I mean, at some point, you want to focus for your partners to understand that one, and then at some point, you introduce that person to your friends, your family, increase the network, and then at some point, you need to focus back to your partner. This is one of my suggestions. Yeah. And, you know, with you and our relationship, you know, it's it's not always easy for me to go out and meet people. And so, but I... Especially COVID, huh? <laughs> I don't... I mean, it, it, like, it's... it's. I don't really like being social sometimes. In I, all my network. But I... I know that. <laughs> I'm, I made an effort to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's really rewarding. Yeah? yeah? You like that? I definitely like your friend. It, and, but, you know, it's never... I, when I'm not being social, it has nothing to do with other people. It has to do with me only. And, mm -hmm. and, but yeah. uh, I can see the relationship benefits of going out of your way to include yourself 
mm-hmm. a little bit in your partner's circle. It gives context mm-hmm. to their lives and their stories. And, mm-hmm. and I see that it's valuable for your friends and family to see me and see us together. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're done. Do you have anything else to share? Yeah. What? If you eat spicy chicken, <laughs> don't rub your eyes because you're in for trouble. You do that. That's Is my it? advice of the day. <laughs> and like we surveyed funny. over 500 people in a longitudinal, uh, dualistic, hegemonic <laughs> thesis. And, uh, you know, after surveying <laughs> many models... Of, and, and, and potential algorithms as to why or why not. We, we found that the epistemological reason why people... Rub their eyes. Rub their eyes. Spicy chicken. not a question of chicken. It's not a question of eyes. It's truly a metaphysical manifestation of the desire to find God in your life. <laughs> How can I translate that? I want to translate that. Even myself, I... Don't understand some of the vocabulary that you use. And this episode is brought to you by BBQ Chicken. Now, don't touch your goddamn eyes when you eat spicy food. Put down Cheetos. Put down the wings. Be healthy. Be safe. Good night, everybody. (laughs) I don't understand you at all. (laughs) Well, we need to be more harmonious. Okay. Thank you, everyone. And... Thank you that telling me you miss our podcast. We miss you too. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Ciao.